1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. ba da ba
2: Hey, it's Mark K. from The Mark K. Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 1045 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to The Mark K. Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes or Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. A new breed of talk. Talk, 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 talk. You can't stop Donald Trump by yelling and screaming. His voice is your voice. Cindy from Jacksonville. Good morning and thanks for calling the Mark K Show. David joins us from of Vedra. Claudia in St. Augustine. This is the Mark K Show. Mark K. Getting her done today. Mark K is getting her done today. Woo! <laughs> I hope so. That's the goal. Every single day, you know, like some people have a goal that says, you know, uh, all the news that's fit to print or, you know, work diligently each and every. And at the Jaguar, I was at the Jaguar Stadium yesterday for a locker room tour, and they have painted on the side of the wall when you walk in and out of the locker room, win the division. And uh, and you know so we have uh, on the Marques show studio wall when you walk in it just says get her done because that's uh you know that's all that, it's a nice you know it's a vague enough phrase where you could really just do anything and uh, and succeed. But uh, what's up, everybody? It's Thursday. I'm very excited today. I love so much going on. I came in here today all prepared to talk about uh, you know the latest with Paul Ryan, Speaker of the House, stepping down. There's new there's new uh you know uh, calls for him to not just wait till after the midterm, but to you know hey why don't you step down now uh, if you're planning to do so already, and we're going to get into some of that. Plus, Eric Erickson had a very interesting conversation with a Republican congressman about Donald Trump. And by interesting, I mean uh, profanity and insult-ridden uh, conversation. We'll get into that, too. But the first thing that happens when I go in, when I come into the studio every day, the first thing I do is get coffee because, duh. Then, uh, then you know, I sign onto the computer and stuff, and I go to where we store the open mics. You guys, if you've downloaded the News 1045 WOKV app, you know by now about the open mics. And when there's an accident on, you know, on the Beltway or on, uh, you know, wherever it is, you guys can send us open mics. And you do. And Tim Tompkins and the traffic team are very excited about that. When there's inclement weather, you guys send us open mics, letting us know that it's raining cats and dogs. And, you know, Mike Burrish and everyone at the uh, Action News Jacks, well, we're very excited about that, too. And then when there's a big news story. Sometimes Rich Jones will say, send us an open mic and let us know what you think. And you guys spring into action. So today, I get in there, and I there's like 5,000 open mic messages, and they're all about welfare.
0: Being drug tested, absolutely. And if they've driven to the welfare office and they fail the test, they need to be arrested for driving under the influence and be kicked off the program permanently.
2: All right. So this is all leading from a uh, Donald Trump proposal to uh, to let the states handle welfare on their own, which is a very conservative uh, viewpoint. It's actually the way, again, the Constitution was written for the states to maintain individual powers that were not mandated by the Bill of Rights and the Constitution of the United States. And I know that because once again, two weeks ago, I was standing there in the National Archives reading the thing to make sure it said exactly what we all taught uh, were taught it was said. It's it, said, um, and it does. But uh, we'll get into that in just a minute. I want to start. I want to start with. Uh I want to start with this this Paul Ryan story, well, you know, or maybe the Eric Erickson story. Why don't we start with the Eric Erickson story because it's way more salacious and uh, if it bleeds, it leads. That's what I was taught in uh, in journalism school. Kidding, totally didn't go to journalism school. That would have been a big waste of time. And so uh, Eric Erickson, who is a political commentator, he actually I should you know in full disclosure works for the same company that owns News 1045 Four Five WOKV. He works at one of our sister stations in Atlanta, which is why I'm hesitant. Or at least I was hesitant to criticize him at all uh, because, you know, we're supposedly coworkers. But then I remembered they don't pay me to do this show. So screw it. I can do whatever I want. Uh, but Eric Erickson, conservative blogger, he's filled in for Rush Limbaugh a couple of times. And basically what he did was he he wrote a piece for his. blog. Well, he's I don't you, you may remember him as the guy that used to run Red State. Uh, and he was the guy that uninvited Donald Trump to an event in 2015. Donald Trump was invited, he was the the guest of honor, Uh, it was supposed to be a huge fundraiser, he was gonna come in, he was gonna talk to people, and then he went on the debate stage and said that Megyn Kelly had blood coming out of her eyes, blood coming out of her whatever, you guys remember that infamous remark, and everybody took it to mean he was making inappropriate uh, you know, remarks and, and jokes about Megyn Kelly's cycle was well, so to say, uh, you know, I don't want to relive the whole thing, but you, you guys remembered it. It was well documented here and elsewhere. Well, after that, Eric Erickson canceled on the future president of the United States. And he said this remark was just over the top. This remark was just too insulting. This should you are no longer welcome at this red state dinner. And as a result, what happened was he basically laid down the law with Donald Trump, uh, took sides in the election, became a hashtag never Trumper and lost hundreds of thousands of dollars when people started canceling their tickets. Because I'll be honest with you, they weren't going to the red state dinner to meet Eric Erickson. They were going to meet Donald Trump. And when you cancel on the guy, there's no reason for anyone else to show up. So he's had kind of an up and down, uh, up and down career over the past couple of years. But it, apparently he still has a lot of friends in Washington, and one of them is a congressman, a congressman who openly uh, is is an ardent supporter of Donald Trump when the cameras are running. However, behind the scenes thinks he's a Forrest Gumpish style moron. Not only that, uses a lot of a uh, lot of explicit language. Eric Erickson wrote all about it, uh, but because I don't read, I waited until I saw him interviewed on CNN, and here was his interview yesterday on CNN with uh, what's her name? I forget. Oh, Aaron Burnett. Aaron Burnett. Here, here's uh, here's here's Erin Burnett. Kind of in, and, and it's a really it's a really sordid tale. Eric Erickson doesn't talk to this guy on the phone doesn't sit down in a hotel room with him. They go to a grocery store in D.C., and while this guy's, you know, buying breakfast cereal... He's he's just lambasting the president and Eric Erickson's taking copious
1: notes. This is a congressman, you say, who's District Trump one, who's been a regular supporter on Fox News and elsewhere publicly defending the president. He would only agree to speak with you, you know, not even on the phone, um, not even on the street. You had to go walk the aisles of a D.C. Safeway with well, him the- looking at cereal and dairy. I mean, tell me about him. Yeah so he, I mean
0: he would have met on phone we've been trying to connect for a while he's not a friend of mine but we've had a working relationship for a while but he didn't want to be seen anywhere near me on Capitol Hill
2: I'll be honest I wouldn't want to be seen anywhere near him on Capitol Hill either or anywhere else for that <laughs> sorry again I'm going to keep I'm going to try to keep my personal comments uh, uh, uh to myself which is tough to do when you're just sitting in a room talking uh, but anyway so that's what happened he he meets with this guy at the grocery store and he starts getting all these off Kind of on the record, but anonymous comments. The guy's saying you can print this, you can talk about it, you can tell people I said it. You just can't say who I am because I'm on Fox News all the time, and I'm a proponent of the president and his policies in public, but in private, I think he's a knucklehead. And so here's Eric Erickson now describing to to uh, Aaron Burnett what
0: this guy said. So we roamed the aisle while he just went on this tirade about the president, who he's deeply frustrated with the president. He's tired of defending the guy, even though he does, because he doesn't want to lose reelection or have a primary challenge. It's kind of indicative of the problem. Okay, indicative of the problem. See, here's, here's the, if you listen to what he just said, he said, here's
2: a guy who, who goes on TV and he says he's, he's proud of the president and he supports the president, uh, and he does that publicly because he's afraid of losing his job. Why is that? Because he knows that public opinion is with the president. But behind the scenes, he hates the president. And not only that, he thinks that if it went to impeachment he would vote to impeach him. In fact, that's the next point that Aaron
1: Burnett brings up. I mean, And he told you that he would vote to impeach him, which I thought was pretty stunning. He also said um, it's like Forrest Gump won the presidency. This is what you quote him saying. Right. But an evil, really evil, bleeping stupid Forrest Gump. He can't help himself. He's just a bleeping idiot who thinks he's winning when people are bleeping about him. He really does see the world as ratings and attention. And then again, he went on to tell you he would vote to impeach him. That's a really crucial point. Yeah, that's
2: a really crucial point, that a Republican congressman who goes out on television to support Donald Trump, whose district voted for Donald Trump to be president, is walking the grocery store aisle with Eric Erickson calling the president a Forrest Gump, but a bleeping, demonic, devilish, horrible, stupid Forrest Gump. That's the scene. That's what's happening in Washington. And that's what Eric Erickson is reporting. Now, I feel like there's a couple of problems with this story. Number one, we don't know who the guy is, nor will Eric Erickson tell him, tell us who it is, nor will the guy come forward. So really, how much credibility uh, can we get from this story? Also, what's the point? What's the point of this story when we don't know who the guy is? We don't know if he has any credibility and no one can actually uh, verify that this is happening. However, CNN doesn't seem to care. After all, they hired Eric Erickson a few years ago to be one of their their political commentators. Now, the ironic thing or the interesting thing here comes in the very last sentence of this interview. Not the last, but one of the last sentences. She said this congressman told Eric Erickson. Aaron Burnett says, "Eric, he told you that if it came down to it, he would actually vote to impeach the president, a Republican, a Republican whose constituents put Donald Trump in the White House in the first place." Eric Erickson's answer to that question pinpoints the huge problem that Republicans have, not just going into the midterms, but every single day of their political lives. And I will play that for you right after this quick break. Three four zero one zero four five. This is the Markay Show on News 104.5 WOKV. We'll be
1: right back. This is a congressman, you say, who's District Trump 1, who's been a regular supporter on Fox News and elsewhere publicly defending the president. He would only agree to speak with you, you know, not even on the phone, um, not even on the street. You had to go walk the aisles of a D.C. Safeway with well, him, looking at cereal and dairy. I mean, tell me about it.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, he would have met on phone. We've been trying to connect for a while. He's not a friend of mine, but we've had a working relationship for a while. But he didn't want to be seen anywhere near me on Capitol Hill. So
2: Eric Erickson, political commentator, radio talk show host, and, and never Trumper, was wandering around the grocery store aisles with this unknown anonymous congressperson who stands up for Donald Trump in public, but just berates him and curses about him in private. Here's another reason I don't believe this story. Or, I mean, I guess I kind of believe it, but I feel like it's being blown out of proportion because. Eric Erickson is one of those guys that really likes publicity. I don't want to call him you know, I don't want to say he's a publicity hound or other word, but uh, he really loves self-promotion and, and and publicity. I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but sometimes you know sometimes he'll he'll you know anyway. so here's another reason I don't if you saw two creepy old white dudes wandering around the grocery store cereal aisle cursing at each other, don't you think you'd do something about it? Don't you think that would be something that somebody would would pinpoint or remember or recognize? I would definitely I would call the cops. I'll be honest with you. If I saw two old guys walking around the grocery store picking up, you know, Lucky Charms and Frosted Flakes and screaming and yelling about how Donald Trump is a blankety blank Forrest Gump, I would, you know, see something, say something. That's what, anyway, so so this is where we are now and uh, and and the, in the last part of this whole thing uh, you 've got Eric Erickson on cNN and you 've got Aaron Burnett, and she asks him this question I
1: mean and he told you that he would vote to impeach him, which I thought was pretty stunning. He also said yeah. um, it 's like Forrest Gump won the presidency. this is what you quote him saying, right. but an evil, really evil, bleeping stupid Forrest Gump but he an
2: evil, t- really evil, not just an evil, a really evil bleeping stupid Forrest Gump, which is which is I mean, it's insulting to Forrest Gump, too. Um, Then here's how Eric Erickson responded to the would he vote to impeach him? Uh, question.
0: No, I actually don't. And I think that was part of his point as well that I tried to capture that unless the president fires Mueller, this isn't going anywhere. And then even if he does fire Mueller, if these Republicans on the Judiciary Committee, which would be the initial step, if they're in primaries, they're not going to do anything. Uh, there are a series of ifs along the way. But there certainly is a growing frustration with the president.
2: Think about what he's saying. Think about what Eric Erickson is really saying. He's saying nothing bad about the president. He's saying nothing bad about Donald Trump. What he is saying is he's saying that every Republican in Congress, or a good number of them, and many of them who sit on the Judiciary Committee are scared to lose their elections, their primaries, because they know that their districts and their voters agree with Donald Trump. So what do they do? They become two-faced. They put on this public persona where they go on television and they go to town hall meetings and they 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 talk to their constituents and they say, oh, yeah, wall, we need the one. Build the wall. Oh, yeah, tax cuts. We need those, too. Uh, what else is Donald Trump saying? What else is Donald – okay, uh, let's, let's ban immigration. Whatever it is that the agenda allows for or that the agenda has been put forward by the Trump White House, that's what they will publicly talk about. But in the background, when they're wandering around the grocery store, with Eric Erickson or whomever else, all they are is bitter, angry, two-faced, cursing old men who just don't like the president any more than anyone else on the left. And they blame Donald Trump for the problem they have going into the midterms. Maybe the problem, and maybe what really Eric Erickson has done for all of us that don't yet know it, is blown the lid off of the Republican conspiracy. That when you look at all the Republicans in Congress and you look at all the Republicans in the Senate and you really look at all the elected Republicans pretty much in general, you see that none of them are being honest with America. And every single one of them is petrified of losing their job. Everyone except for Donald Trump, who is probably the least two faced and most open and honest person in the entire party. I think that's the problem. I think if these Republicans were more honest, then they would have no problem getting reelected. Well, maybe if they ran as Democrats. 340 which brings us to Paul Ryan. We'll get to that here in just a minute. Stay tuned. This is the Mark K. Show on News 1045, WOKV.
0: don't and i think that was part of his point as well that i tried to capture that unless the president fires Mueller, this isn't going anywhere and then even if he does fire Mueller, if these republicans on the judiciary committee which would be the initial step if they're in primaries they're not going to do anything uh there are a series of ifs along the way but there certainly is a growing frustration with the president
2: that is conservative pundit Eric Erickson talking about his anonymous friend who's a congressman, a Republican congressman who supports Donald Trump publicly but privately in the halls of the grocery store in uh, downtown D.C. calls him a uh, Forrest Gump, a really evil, effing super evil I'm paraphrasing. Uh, But, you know, which is which is, again, it's one of the problems that Republicans have going into the midterms. The biggest problem. It's not their Democratic challengers. It's not Donald Trump's policies. It's not Paul Ryan stepping down. It's the fact that they don't want the things that their constituents want. Uh, They don't want the things that Donald Trump put in his agenda. that got them all elected for like like the wall. And tax cuts and uh, repeal of Obamacare and what what else does Donald Trump want? Space force. Yeah, space force. They don't want any of that stuff. So they have to go on TV and pretend they want it, but they don't really. And if you don't really want something, if you're not passionate about it, you're not going to do anything about it. And that's why they're in this dilemma. That's why they passed that omnibus bill. That's why we. That's why we have Paul Ryan stepping down too. I want to read you this article, and I don't like to read articles. I don't like to read period because reading's boring. Uh reading's totally boring. Watching videos is cool, listening to the radio is awesome, but reading's like, you know, it's old school. Uh but I read this thing on the Politico and I probably shouldn't have, but it, it would, it's all about Paul Ryan and they call they're so it's so funny. They're so dramatic. This Paul Ryan stepping down and he announces yesterday, I'm announcing that this
0: year will be my last one as a member of the House.
2: Right. And that what he means is he's going to stay through the election and then he's going to step down as speaker of the House, or so he thinks. More on that coming up. But there's this there's this article in the Politico, and it's called "The Tragedy of Paul Ryan." It is it is so dramatic. And first of all, it's like 92 pages. I only read like the first couple. But the tragedy of Paul Ryan, who began as a Jack Kemp conservative and ended as Donald Trump's man on Capitol Hill. And they go through how Ryan was this visionary for the future, but uh, because yeah, because of forces beyond his control and totally within his grasp, he fell from grace and became basically the bagman for the evil and twisted Donald Trump. Space Force. Doing his bidding and even referring to him as, quote, uh, exquisite presidential leadership, end quote. A line, the Politico says, will live in infamy. There was hardly a tougher Trump critic. During the 2016 campaign than Ryan, who felt duty-bound to combat the candidate's dark rhetoric and the party's nativist drift. Yet there has hardly been anyone softer on Trump since Election Day than Ryan, who, get this, felt duty-bound to deliver on the promises made to voters. Let me read you that again. There's never been – there has hardly been anyone softer on Trump since Election Day than Ryan who felt duty-bound to deliver on the policy promises made to voters. I'd like to point out to you that the Politico and whoever wrote this, a guy named – doesn't matter, Tim something, totally left-leaning and liberal, believe that it's a bad thing that, that, that Paul Ryan felt duty-bound to deliver on the policy promises made to voters – because to the Democrats and to the liberals and to everyone on the left, that it is a bad thing. What the voters want is the least important thing. When you go to Washington D.C., you go to Washington D.C. for two reasons. Number one, to leave the podunk people who voted you in there uh, behind. To to get a uh, to get a pension that lasts your entire life, to get actually decent health care not Obamacare, but the good stuff, and to get a job that you can keep as long as you want and you only really have to work eh, maybe 10 days a month, not even that. And it's really not even work. It is really not even work. You walk into a room, one one of your assistants tells you to say yay or nay, you do whatever they say, and then you walk out and you go have lunch. That's basically what it's like. Except for Paul Ryan, who after the election of Donald Trump, after criticizing the guy. Look, it's OK that Donald Trump criticizes or that a Paul Ryan criticizes Donald Trump. No problem. It's OK that he's like, this guy's ain't cool. I mean, the guy he ran with Mitt Romney for crying out loud. We know. OK, we know what Paul Ryan thinks about Donald Trump. We know what Mitt Romney thinks about Donald Trump. He went on that long tirade, uh, you know, begging conservatives and Republicans not to stand up for it. didn't work because clearly he won the election. We know that Paul Ryan held a similar view, but get this, after the election, Paul Ryan was actually, actually sat down and said, okay, here's what I thought was great for the country, but here's what the country, the people, we, the people, have decided is actually what they want for this country. As an elected official, as the head of the House of Representatives, which the people gave me that job, they voted Republicans into control of the House of Representatives. They handed us the job. They maintained that for us. They even gave us control of the Senate and the executive branch. We've got control of pretty much the entire country. And these people said Donald Trump and his agenda is what we want. And so as an elected Republican, I feel duty-bound to work with Donald Trump, to stop criticizing him, and to try to to deliver on the policy promises made to voters. And the Politico thinks that's a bad thing. To continue, and he decided that doing so meant ignoring the ad hominem savaging of private citizens, the hush money paid to porn stars, the attacks on private companies, the attempts to delegitimize institutions, and the innumerable other acts for which Barack Obama would have been impaled by the right. Can I, I want to go through these one by one, but real quick, something funny I'd like to th- mention about Stormy Daniels. When they're talking about something salacious and horrible, for example, this quote says the hush money paid to porn stars when they want it to have a negative connotation. Stormy Daniels is a porn star. She's a porn star. Hush money paid to porn stars because it's dirty. That's like that's what you do in the deep, you know, the recesses of the deep, dark, dirty streets of downtown Washington, D.C. You're paying hush money to porn stars. That's dirty. That's bad. That's bad news. But when it's Stormy Daniels, the victim, when it's Stormy Daniels, whose rights have been violated, when it's Stormy Daniels, who's uh, you know blowing the lid off of what could be one of the most important presidential conspiracies of all time, she's adult film star. It's so, it, watch for it. If you've never caught on to that, it's one of the biggest, uh, it's one of the biggest tricks in the media industry. When they want you to think of Stormy Daniels as a negative, she's a porn star. When Donald Trump's lawyer is paying her a hundred paid money to a porn star. Cover up with a porn star. But when she's the victim. Stormy Daniels is an adult film star, and it's totally on purpose. It's it's neuro linguistic programming and NLP. It's 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 subconsciously supposed to give you a a feeling of either oh she's it's horrible what's happening to her or oh my god these people are the worst look at the look at the and it's making her into a pawn. It's the same people uh, that are that are telling these stories that are that are reporting on it, that are trying to get her to do their bidding. And they're they're batting her back and forth. And she doesn't even realize it because she, of course, her star continues to rise, whether it's her porn star or her adult film store star. it's on the rise. Uh, the attacks on private companies, the attacks on private companies who leave the United States and take jobs with them. And when they're attacked, return to the United States and bring the jobs back. Ad hominem savaging of private citizens. Let me explain to you what that means. When they say Paul Ryan has decided to ignore the ad hominem savaging of private citizens, what he means is Donald Trump calling reporters fake news. Oh, that fake news. When he stands up in a press conference and singles out reporters for lying, for making stuff up, for cheating... For saying that this is totally inappropriate. You are fake news. When he says to CNN and CNN reporters that they're not telling the truth, when he when he calls them out by name on the Sunday talk shows, they call that an ad hominem attack on the, or the savaging, ad hominem savaging of private citizens. But they're not private citizens. They're working for the media, the press. And that, as we all know, is the fourth branch of government. Or so they think. They really think they're the first branch of government. So if they're the fourth branch of government, they're really not – they're no more a private citizen than Donald Trump is. And the innumerable other acts for which Barack Obama would have been impaled by the right. Those are all the things that Paul Ryan decided to ignore. Yeah, but you know what Barack Obama ignored? Uh, The will and desire of the people who voted the Republicans into office. He decided to ignore that. Paul Ryan didn't. Paul Ryan actually stood up and said, Look, you know I don't agree with these things, but this is what you people want. That's what I'm going to do. And now it's become too much for him. So
0: I'm announcing that this year will be my last one as a member of the House.
2: Yeah. And he thinks that he's going to remain Speaker of the House until after the election. But there's new news just breaking now that that is unlikely to happen. I'll tell you all about that here in just a minute. This is the Mark K. Show on News 1045 WOKV. We'll be right back. This is the Mark Kay Show. My name is Mark K., in case you were wondering. Uh, by the way, Mike Pompeo, right now, is being grilled by the confirmation hearing for him to become our next Secretary of State. You know, it's kind of funny. For two days, uh, a dude who developed an app that allows us to share photos of our pets and any food that we're eating is on Capitol Hill, and you can't escape it. It's everywhere. But the one guy who single handedly uh, will have to stop us from entering World War III in the next two months is being confirmed by the Senate, and no Nobody seems to care, <laughs> but, you know, hashtag, uh, hashtag, hashtag priorities. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, I'll be honest. With you, you know, I, I wanted to get to the welfare thing. But again, we have such limited time and there's so much news going on. I'm going to keep all your open mics because you guys had some good ones. You And we may uh, maybe we'll delve in this tomorrow, um, you know, unless, of course, we bomb Syria or or something else happens. Or, you know, I don't know what they the, the well, I don't know what's going to happen, but you never. That's the thing about news. You don't know what's going to happen. But you guys had some great ideas and some great comments about uh, drug testing, welfare recipients.
0: Too bad it's only 5%. It should be 95%. Welfare is not a career.
2: Yeah, welfare's not, you know, a lot of people said that too. A lot of people, uh, called in or left open mics and they said, well, my job, I get mandatory drug testing. So why shouldn't we do it for all welfare recipients? Well, I mean, a couple of things. Number one, your job is a private company and they're willing to pay for it. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not willing to pay more money to drug test all these people who are, I don't even really want to pay all the money for the welfare. So why are we going to add another expense to that? And also, what is it going to do? It's not going to get them off of welfare. It's just going to get them off of drugs, and probably not even that. So, uh, so you know, it is a, it is definitely uh, definitely a hot topic, and we do have people on, uh, on either side. Drug testing
0: able-bodied Americans. Actually, I'm all for it. I, I'm kind of glad we're having this conversation. It's a common-sense regulation that I think should have been in place for a long time.
2: Alright, so it looks like we definitely should have that conversation since, uh, we started it. We'll do that tomorrow. Also tomorrow, some fake news Friday, and, uh, we'll have the latest on, on the, uh, the Paul Ryan blowback. Basically, here's what's happening today. Here's what's happening today. Yesterday, Paul Ryan said he's quitting. I'm announcing that this year will be my last one as a member of the House. And he expects that he's going to be Speaker of the House till the end. Not the case, because you can't have a lame duck Speaker of the House for the next six months when there's a lot of important legislation that's going to have to get pushed through. You can't have a lame duck Speaker of the House when there's millions and millions of dollars that needs to be raised from big time donors all over the country. To support the Republican candidates and keep the majority. You can't have a lame duck speaker of the House when you have Donald Trump as president. So everybody who wants the job and there's two front runners right now uh, are going to do their best to make sure that they have it sooner, not later. That's the big story today. Oh, also, (laughs) you're going to be hearing about the uh, you're going to be hearing a story about the National Enquirer and a thirty thousand dollar payment they made to a former Trump Tower doorman who uh, who then they you know, they got a story from another salacious story about Donald Trump uh, potentially fathering a a child out of wedlock with a woman who worked for him. Um, And then they they buried the story. That's that's what you're going to be hearing today. This is another Ronan Farrow expose. And the reason it's coming and this kind of goes along with the whole when we want stormy Daniels to be a porn star she is. But when we need her to be an adult film star, she's that as well. Same thing with the National Enquirer. The National Enquirer is fake news. They are a tabloid. They run stupid stories like Bat Boy and Aliens Among Us. But when they suppress stories about Donald Trump, whoa, 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 this is a problem because now you have a legitimate media agency helping the president get elected by burying important need-to-know stories. Same thing. same th- Anyway, more on this tomorrow as well as Fake News Friday. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Stay tuned for the news and Rush Limbaugh next.